Happy holidays, listeners. We are taking a couple of weeks off, but please enjoy this bonus MuggleCast installment that was initially released exclusively for patrons. If you would like to support us, head over to patreon.com slash MuggleCast and you'll get access to two brand new bonus MuggleCast installments every month. Also, beginning in 2024, we will be publishing our bonus MuggleCast installments over on Apple Podcasts as part of our paid subscription there. The paid subscription costs $4.99 a month. Whether you support us on Apple Podcasts or Patreon, there is a free trial available so you can get instant access to other bonus MuggleCast installments. And you can pledge for a year up front. And when you do that, you will receive a discount on the annual price. Your financial support powers this show. So thank you, everybody, so much for your support. Happy holidays, and we'll see you in the new year. For now, enjoy this bonus MuggleCast installment. It's the most wonderful time of the year. We're reviewing the year that was 2023. Formidable. So I went to MuggleNet.com earlier today. I looked at the news page. I kept hitting previous page, previous page, previous page, previous page to see what the heck happened in the Harry Potter fandom. That's... (laughs) Dedication. In 2023. Andrew, very nice. Yeah, well, I found some things. Um, first of all, and I mentioned this in the main show, the Harry Potter TV show was announced. Full-blown reboot. I believe Warner Brothers described it as a 10-year project, right? Details are still slim. The writers strike, the actors strike, certainly delayed things. We don't really know what is going on with it right now. Hopefully, we'll get some news in 2024. We can touch on that in a little bit. But um, I don't know about y'all, but I still remember where I was probably sitting right here Mm. when I uh, found out that there was going to be a reboot. I couldn't believe it. (laughs) I mean, we've been speculating for so long. And then it finally there was the news. It Mm. felt inevitable. And yet we were still shocked. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's always true. Yeah, is that what we did the IG live about, Andrew? Yeah, y'all did. Yes, yes. Okay. You, Chloe, and I. And um, I mean, that's always been one of my favorite parts of doing the podcast and going back to MuggleNet or Hypable, just covering breaking news events. Um, so doing that emergency podcast episode or the emergency Instagram live, just sharing that news with people and talking about it in real time is is very exciting. So yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think it just gives us something fresh. As opposed to doing chapter by chapter, which don't get me wrong, is fun. But mm-hmm. to have something that you're essentially looking forward to as opposed to reflecting back on, I think, is exciting. Yeah. And think about how exciting it was to imagine the different ways they could tell this story this time around. Yeah. And all the opportunities for them to really dig in on some of those off-screen moments, those moments that we know happened in the books. But as readers, we didn't get to you know, witness them firsthand. We were hearing about them from other characters. And, you know, really using that to help flesh out the universe, because there are still a lot of questions that we all have about the way that magic works and the way the Wizarding Society works that the core books don't really answer for us. And there is just such room for creativity 
in the Harry Potter show. And I will say it again. I know we were talking about this earlier this year. If they do not use this as a stepping stone to begin developing original Wizarding World content, they're missing out. They have to. Mm. Difference is it needs to be good original Wizarding World content, not a cash grab. (laughs) Start with what you can trust. The core seven books, yes. get your feet wet, build up your confidence, build out a writing team. And then once, you know, this Marauders, <laughs> once this reboot starts exploring the Marauders in Prisoner of Azkaban, yeah. Yeah. start thinking about an offshoot series. I was going to suggest too characters people care about as a gateway to new TV series. So the Marauders are definitely that. Mm hmm. The, the biggest thing that they're going to have to do first is establish these characters so that they can spinoff right like presumably we would want the same characters that are going to be in this new harry potter show to be the actors or the actresses that they ultimately use in the spinoffs not all of them but i'm thinking main characters right yeah i think so yeah it's kind of like if anybody follows star trek um the christopher pike actor uh is now the lead in strange new worlds but he started off in season two of uh discovery Mm -hmm. um it was that kind of thing. And of course, we as Harry Potter podcasters are excited about what this potentially means for our show. I mean, I have said before, I would love to do a show in which we're covering brand new television episodes. Um, so we're and and this Harry Potter TV show isn't going to be airing anytime soon. But I think behind the scenes, we're thinking, well, maybe by the time we do finish with chapter by chapter in what, two years we will be close at least to the Harry Potter TV series and we could start focusing on that. So hopefully our timing is roughly right with how the pacing of chapter by chapter is going and um, where the Harry Potter TV show is, which as far as we can tell really hasn't moved at all, but <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, in good or not so good news, kind of on the flip side of this coin, We were reminded a couple of times this year that Fantastic Beasts, the franchise, is mostly dead in the water. (laughs) Most recently, director David Yates said in October that the franchise was parked, which is just just a very... We we parked it for now. We've just just, just parked it. It's there. (laughs) It's along the side of the We took the keys out. We're letting it rest. (laughs) It got very warm. We need to let it cool down. But Andrew... Wasn't the prophecy rise great Avenger with wings from the water? <laughs> so maybe that's the what's going to happen. The end of Grindelwald will be the next. Oh, I thought we were talking movie. about Ludo's boat. It's sunk and now it's going to grow wings. Oh. <laughs> Wait, did 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 the original uh, Lita's uh, brother drown on Ludo's boat? Oh, <laughs> whoa! It's all coming together. Oh my god! Hey y'all, what a revelation! Yeah, so you know. I think some people were really in denial about this being over. We we were like, sorry, y'all, pretty early. Like, it's done. <laughs> yeah. The- I feel like once we all saw Crimes of Grindelwald, the writing was on the wall. Well, to be <laughs> like- fair, though, that was the better movie than Secrets of Dumbledore. It's just they righted the ship well enough to be able to park it 
without this huge amount of controversy over, I think, the poor storytelling. You thought Crimes of Grindelwald was better than Secrets of Dumbledore? No, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Secrets of Dumbledore was better and pulled and righted the ship before they ended Okay. It. Yes. Okay. For sure. Yeah, sorry. I'm not masquerading <laughs> as somebody who liked uh, Crimes of Grindelwald. No, 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 no. Whoa. Uh, the way that the third Fantastic Beast movie ended was like they made the effort. I was happy that they pulled it off to kind of bring it to rest. But you could tell, and I think we all said at the time in our review episode, that that was a natural point to just leave, to just end off. And, and whether whether they ever come back, if it's really just punked uh, <laughs> or they you know never come back to it, that's fine. Um, it is ultimately a huge wasted potential as a massive fan of those characters of those four and some of the ancillary ones as well. It's a huge letdown. Yeah. I would just say the only thing as a fan that you feel maybe a little bit slighted on is you don't get to see the battle between Dumbledore and Grindelwald and how he actually defeated him. Of course, we know that what happened, it's not like we're left with a big cliffhanger wondering how things play out. I think we got, answers to most of the secrets that we were hoping to get an answer to, mm. even though some of them were written a little cheesily <laughs> with um, mm-hmm. our good friend. Uh, okay, there was nothing shocking about any of these secrets. Uh, I think we called Aberforth them Aberforth had a kid. Well, that was Aberforth a shock. Had a yeah, kid. that I'm, one was shocking. Not like the way they set it up, it wasn't really that much of a mystery i want to know how credence got the mirror i want to know how he was communicating with aberforth and we all got the impression that that whole aberforth is the daddy plot line was like created during secrets of dumbledore probably right like yeah yeah we think rolling had a bigger story at play and then warner brothers was like please simplify this is spun (laughs) out of control nobody gets what the hell happened thanks to steve clovis for writing all of that um (laughs) I also, you know, we're talking about only making it three movies. Let's remember, when this franchise was first announced, it was announced as a three-part series. Mm. And then, like, two years later, right before the first movie came out, J.K. Rowling said, oh, you know what? It's actually going to be five. It's too bad they didn't stick at three. And Rowling didn't get this whole storyline done in three. Because then we would have had a complete series. It probably would have been a lot better. And they wouldn't have had to, uh, you know park it yeah it's just it it's at it's it's been a a bit of a stain on the overall fandom and it it bumps me out i yeah i I agree the series kind of cannibalized itself in a way because it moved from what made it so fun and unique in the first film which was that it was about the beasts and it was about these four new characters and then it just shifted to being about dumbledore and I, i don't know like was that what we wanted? I think I think time. No, it's what I wanted. Yeah, but maybe have another movie buffered in there to to like slow build Dumbledore. I feel like mm-hmm. it just became about him too quickly. I agree. Yeah, it's literally called Fantastic Beasts. Is that that was like, the other problem ultimately, right? Like, did Rowling truly want to turn this into a Dumbledore Grindelwald story at the outset? Mm. I guess that's a big question. You know. So many questions. You know, this is an area where I think the TV show could have an opportunity to maybe show some flashbacks to the Dumbledore Grindelwald conflict to at least give fans closure 
if they really wish they had gotten to see Fantastic Beasts play itself out. Definitely. All right. Well, we'll see if we hear any more about that next year. I think it's pretty clear the status at this point. Moving on to some Cursed Child news. We actually haven't talked about this on the show, I don't think. But there will be a North American tour of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, and it will begin in fall 2024. We don't know the first city yet. On a related note, high schools will be able to license the rights to the play. And uh, those will begin as early as 2024. I actually saw when I was poking around Snitch Seeker that the first high school editions will be debuting in uh, Riverside School in the UK and Hoboken High School in New Jersey. Oh, Oh. Andrew, you should be at opening night of the Hoboken one. Hoboken High. Let's see. Where is Hoboken High? It's Hoboken, New Jersey. Oh, that's kind of close to New York. Never been there. Have I? No. Micah, you should be you there should opening go, Micah, night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but I've been to I Hoboken. Have, I, <laughs> I have a dumb question. I've always thought the pronunciation was Hoboken. Yeah, it is. Is that wrong? No, you're right. Hoboken. Oh, I was saying Hoboken. 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 I assume I assume the native New Jerseyan would know. Yeah. But when, it, yeah. <laughs> I heard you, and my world was shattered. I was like, Hoboken. oh my god. So it's what? Hoboken. 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 Yeah, okay, that sounds right. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I'm from South Jersey. It's a whole different yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, regarding, <laughs> <laughs> regarding this North American tour, I have not seen the one-act version, or not one-act, still two-acts. I haven't seen the shortened version of, however many acts it is, the shortened version of Cursed Child. And so if they do come to Chicago, which would be, not a surprise. Chicago and Harry Potter specifically go way the heck back. Yeah. Um, if that's one of the cities, I would actually go and see it. Uh, as long as tickets are less than $420.63. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I... um, we, I, I feel like at one point we thought there would not be a tour because this stage play is so intricate, so magical, so unique. It's like, how could they possibly tour this? So presumably, the tour version will not be as incredible as Broadway, San Francisco, London. And that's okay. I'm sure they'll they'll come up with alternative ideas and, and set pieces that are really awesome. But yeah. we'll live up to what we saw in these major cities. I, I doubt it. I think in a way it's been building to this because originally the theater was very much a part of the show, right? So the uh, the illuminations on the walls, they built the theater. They actually remodeled that whole theater. Millions of dollars went into right. making it fit that specific show. So you're right, Andrew. Like If they tour this, how can that possibly be true of all of these other places? But maybe the technology has grown. Maybe things like you know the lights on the walls that are very specific things are now able to fit just any old theater or more more be more fitting for theaters as they go by like maybe they literally have been able to adapt it yeah i i I mean i would worry more about the ability to adapt the the magic on stage to a high school production i think oh yeah those are very challenging yeah, I just wouldn't put children through this. <laughs> I want to go just to see I, what that they came up with. I don't want children to like have to be the roles of like their favorite Harry Potter characters, but be such 
dry and empty versions of those characters. That feels like the cruelest trick you could play on kids is have them play this version of Harry, Ron, Draco, Ginny, Hermione. It's just like... Okay. All right. All right. Also, speaking as someone who was a theater kid in high school, yeah, high school theater productions in comparison to Broadway, there is no comparison, right? But I will say there are a lot of really creative things that you can do even in a very basic high school auditorium. I was in The Wizard of Oz when I was in high school. And... I was really impressed with some of the things that we were able to pull off. Um, the The way that we managed to pull off the Wicked Witch melting into the floor was pretty cool, right? Like we found a trap door. And honestly, this was kind of dangerous. It was a trap door in the stage that had like this tiny little ledge uh, above a pretty big drop uh, below the stage. But the girl who was playing the role, they they had a fog machine kind of hidden uh, under that trap door, Mm. somebody under it would kick it open, kick on the fog machine. And as she was melting, she would crawl into that little opening in the stage and they would close the top on her. Mm. And that was probably an OSHA violation, (laughs) if I'm being completely honest. But it sounds amazing, honestly. But but we made it work, you know? Well, The Wizard of Oz is such a joyful show, though. Cursed Child is such a soulless, dark, not fun. I mean, it, you know, this is bringing up all my old criticisms, but <laughs> look, The Wizard of Oz is fun and Cursed Child is just not. Anyone well, other than paid actors getting... Uh, I haven't seen it yet. It's, no, it's, it's fun, but I think, Eric, I get your point, Eric, about they're playing these versions of Harry, Ron, and Hermione, not Yeah, the adult the versions. That they, yeah, that part I understand. It's almost like the adults, yeah, it's like, just do Arthur Miller, just do uh, All My Sons or something, you know, if you want, like, a commentary on bad parenting. Uh, mm-hmm. It just, I don't know. I, I just want to know who is going to play the trolley lady. <laughs> you, I, I bet the high school one will be even shorter, right, than this single part play <laughs> oh, it's gotta be right no no no. curse child jr <laughs> <laughs> well mike and i will go to hoboken new jersey and we'll go <laughs> to see the jersey. show at hoboken High. You, you get your id back now your your jersey token <laughs> i went to five bruce shows this year i i have my my jersey uh okay ticket <laughs> yeah badge whatever um there was very sad news this year michael gambin who of course played dumbledore through most of the harry potter movies died he was 82 years old we paid tribute to him in an episode um when he passed back in uh he died september 27th um you know that's just unfortunately we're seeing yeah we saw robbie coltrane passed last year Mm -hmm. it's just we're getting to that stage where you start seeing some of these legendary actors pass and very upsetting because, you know, like some of them, Robbie Coltrane and Michael Gambon in particular, they were playing fatherly roles to Harry. And of course, to some extent, these characters may have felt like fatherly figures to us as well. So to lose the actors who brilliantly portrayed these characters is was very sad. Yeah. In brighter news, the Mina Lima editions of the Harry Potter series continue to be released. These are illustrated. Prisoner of Azkaban was released this year. I have decided not to buy these illustrated editions. I like the Jim K ones and whoever will finish that series. 
Um, but I'm not going to get the Mina Lima ones. Are are y'all buying these? I would like to. Yeah. Um, they are. They're kind of size of you can you can fit them in your hands. They they don't mind they're being smaller long. than other illustrated. Yeah. 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 So so that's the appeal for me. And all the little inserts and things are genuinely fun. Um, I do hope they complete this series and keep doing it. It is still a little weird to me that they're releasing two illustrated series at the same time. Yeah. I, I still am surprised that like they didn't make Mina Lima wait or something like yeah. that. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> <laughs> but then what what, and what where are we? Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was gonna ask where we are with the Jim K illustrated editions. I know he is stopping doing the work. Are we at Half Blood Prince? HBP will be the next one, yeah. Okay. As as far as when they have seemed to be on an every other year schedule one didn't come out this year so i guess maybe next year but i don't even think they've announced the new illustrator unless it's the person who was assisting him is that right well you're yeah yeah i think that person was being uh groomed to take over the role but maybe not exclusively maybe just due to the sheer amount of art which is necessitated by the additional page count that the later books have uh, they may stick with two illustrators. Yeah. You asked what's next, Andrew, but I think that after all the Manalima books and after all the Jim K books are released, Scholastic will simply re-release with different covers for about 15 <laughs> years, and then that'll be a well, nice way. In to- fairness to them, I mean, there are anniversary editions that they could do that I don't think that they've really pushed as hard no. as, as they probably could have. Yeah. They started initially with Sorcerer's Stone and maybe Chamber of Secrets, but after that, they they really haven't. Yeah, they had that great either 10th or 15th anniversary edition of Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah, they, it had different art by Mary Grand Prix on the cover of Harry... Yeah, that one. I have that. It's great. I love that cover. I don't know how many years this was. 20, maybe? Yeah, isn't it? No, oh, not 20. I thought it was 10. Well, the I book came out too. when? In 98? 97? Yeah, 98 in the US. I'll find it. Well, anyway. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> the book doesn't even clearly say what anniversary edition it is, clearly. It, it just says <laughs> special. Special. It was for an anniversary. You're, you're right. I think it's 10. Yeah, anyway, anniversary editions would be a great thing for them to do with more like art by Mary Grand Prix or something. Yeah. Moving along. It says it was published in 2008. There you go. Okay, so it is 20. Damn. Oh, no. Yes. No, it's 10. 10. Okay. 10. Hogwarts Legacy was released this year. We have been raving about it all year. Blew us away. Uh, Go and listen to our reviews if you want um more thoughts on that but that was definitely a highlight of the year i would say yeah same just the, yeah I, I, I was gonna say i i think that is the the top moment of the year in harry potter i i i know we got the announcement for the tv show but the fact that this was something that was released that hundreds of thousands millions of fans could actually play to me makes it the top moment of the year the story worked uh it was diverse the cast was diverse it was fun to play you still can't sit down but (laughs) i think it was wonderful uh i think it's a great game (laughs) the game's beautiful wow yeah it just blew us away it actually was just released on nintendo switch finally a couple weeks ago graphics aren't as great as they are on ps5 ps4 pc looks like (laughs) shit it doesn't look well i didn't want to say that because some people only have a switch and you know i don't want to like bum them out but 
No, well, here, yeah, here's our, the thing. Half of our slug club is going to hate that. No, but I'm saying I'm outraged for people who are playing this on the Switch. But that's, that's the Switch's their fault. fault. Because it's just not honestly, as good that's, of a system. You well, should no, know what you're getting into. Nintendo with... should have come out with a new system before they started releasing games like Hogwarts Legacy and Mortal Kombat. Well, the Zelda ones like, look great, though. <laughs> eh. Well, yeah, but those are, aren't they uh, like actually made for the Switch? Not it's not the only yeah. thing that they're made for, but no, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, if, I know. If you play like Horizon Zero Dawn on PlayStation Four or Five, and then go play Zelda on Switch, you will see a uh, degradation in quality. Fair enough. Shout out to Horizon. That's a great game. <laughs> yeah. Um. Maybe when they do finally release a new Switch, and there's rumors about one coming out next year, maybe they'll do an updated edition of Hogwarts Legacy. It's certainly selling well enough for them to possibly justify. Mm-hmm. Uh, remastered edition they should well and as we start transitioning into what to look forward to in 2024 we did speculate we would hear about a dlc for hogwarts legacy by now we still have not i think that's one of the biggest surprises of the year maybe they were too focused on finally getting nintendo switches um the switch version out the door that they haven't even been able to work on the dlc if there even will be a dlc i mean now i'm not even so confident there will be yeah I don't think there's going to be. I feel like this is a like, I think there will be a sequel. There will be some kind of sequel because this game sold too well for there not to be one, which is exciting. But it is kind of disappointing because there is so much potential with the existing game to continue updating it and optimizing it and adding playability to it. Like I've revisited it a couple of times in the last couple of months. And there's not a lot to do once you've done everything, (laughs) you know, there's there aren't aren't any new quests there. There isn't anything sort of updating. There's nothing seasonal that's being released, right, that you see in some other games that are kind of being maintained. So that's disappointing. I wish they would do that. Yeah. I mean, if you hold it up against. Say, for instance, Grand Theft Auto 5, which came out in 2010 for 13 years, has this robust online presence where there's new events, new things like they've announced a new game that's coming out two years from now. And between now and then, there's still going to be GTA online. And that is the way to do a game. Everyone else, all these other studios should take note of that. Except don't leak the trailer. (laughs) Well, now that they have seen just how popular and successful this game is maybe they will get serious about creating something like that or maybe a massively multiplayer on massive multiplayer and mmorpg where it's an online game that would be wonderful that's the next step yeah well we'll keep hoping for a dlc i remember when we did the hogwarts legacy episode we were like oh there will be like a camera mode before long Mm. we still haven't even gotten like a camera mode We can take pretty pictures. The parts of the game we like. Well, and Hogwarts is so beautiful. The only thing I can do is the PS share button. Yes. You know, and and... come on, guys. Yeah. By the way, uh, Grand Theft Auto is 2013, not 2010. Okay. But still, it's been 10 years of constant updates. It's still extremely popular. Yeah. Um, Well, the good news is we do have a new Harry Potter video game to look forward to in 2024. And this was announced this year, Harry Potter Quidditch Champions. This looks to be an online Quidditch game. So hopefully this is going to be a lot of fun. They've been hosting play tests for months. I actually did get an invite. However, I needed to play on a PC, which I do not have. 
So mm, I have safe. not been able to play it. Yeah. Don't you have a Steam Deck? I sold it. <laughs> Andrew. Not to me. I sold it through Facebook to somebody locally. Yeah. Well, if I knew I was going to get an invite, I would have held on to it. I just, I. <laughs> I Sorry. I, I didn't know I was going to be able to send to friends. Oh, I'm not blaming you. I'm just. But so and actually, some of either, listeners so. have played it. Yeah. Even if we did get to play, we wouldn't be able to talk about it yet. You have to sign an NDA. Yeah. So, but yeah, it, it looks like it's going to come out this year. We have said on the show many times, one of our favorite games back in the day was Harry Potter Quidditch World Cup. Was that what yep. it was called? Yeah. Yep. It was a lot of fun. It wasn't online, but this one will be. And I, I like games like this where you can jump in and out real quick. Like I like Rocket League, Mario Kart online, stuff like that. I think this will be a lot of fun. I remain optimistic. Absolutely. Okay, so what else to look forward to in 2024? Maybe maybe a Goblet of Fire Illustrated Edition from Mina Lima. Maybe Half-Blood Prince Illustrated from whoever is illustrating the Jim K series. Also wanted to mention, I feel like it's likely we'll get news on the Wizarding World expansion at Universal Orlando. We still don't officially know what that land is going to be. No, but the buildings are up. The buildings are built. It seems to be Fantastic Beasts themed, French Wizarding World, which in hindsight might be a huge mistake. <laughs> They're going through with it. They're going through with it. Imagine this was all being planned like five years ago when they were like, Fantastic Beasts is the future. Yeah. I mean, I think the Diagon Alley expansion opened in, was it 2014 or 2015? 14. But yeah. So it'll have been 10 years since the expansion of that park. Yeah, July of 2014. So, you know, no better a time. At least get a soft open by the end of the year uh, because other. Oh, no, it's not opening next year. I just mean details. We'll we'll know like what the land is going to be. Oh, yeah. I see I mean, aerial but... photos of Epic Universe. It's nowhere near done. <laughs> I follow yeah. theme park accounts. Yeah. Oh, really? But still, but still. OK, so like even the announcement, though, do you think that that brings them a little bit of like concern considering the movie series on which it references is parked? right now it could be awkward yes very much so though we did do a bonus muggle cast earlier this year and we had seen ride details from screamscape.com a very mm. old long-running theme park site the main attraction seems to be umbrage themed is that is that what we said yes yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that's what it was and yet the french wizarding world and i think we've heard rumors about like the great hall too I, it's gonna be odd <laughs> Well, you know, not Can't unlike wait. the uh, Fantastic Journey or uh, no, Forbidden Journey also combines a bunch of stuff. The Gringotts ride That's has true. a couple of, you know, other things. But you know, I'm excited if they can do it. If if I think we said like Imelda Staunton might have already gone and recorded her stuff. So, yeah, that'd be cool. And um, this is a whole new theme park. It's going to this land, this new Harry Potter land is going to be in a new theme park called Epic Universe. There's also going to be a How to Train Your Dragon land, Super Nintendo World, uh, uh, Universal Monsters like Dracula, and one or two other lands that I can't remember off the top of my head. So should be pretty cool. And I think they have an opening date of 2025. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking back. At this uh, document from episode 612, it looks like we touched on it a couple times because it said that we did a bonus muggle cast on the ride details all the way back in December of last year. That's right. Okay. But to your point, it's going to be set in France, 
feature the British Ministry of Magic. <laughs> Main ride involves Umbridge. Uh, and there's going to be some, <laughs> su- some sort the of British. <laughs> Circus yeah. Arcana's performance. <laughs> uh, this is a mess. <laughs> well, we I think maybe we said you could... Maybe maybe we said that you would be able to see the Circus Arcanus the way you can see the Frog Choir at the other Universal right. Park. Right, yeah, yeah. It's right. going like, to be like yeah, exactly. that live yep. stage yeah. show at that land. Yeah. Look, I, I'm sure it'll be impressive, but it'll be convoluted. Yeah. Okay, so I, and I looked it up. Uh, Epic Universe is supposed to open summer 2025. Oh, wow. Last thing I just want to speculate on, maybe this year or in 2024, we will get some writer or casting news for the harry potter tv show who knows though what the progress is here i also think it's highly unlikely we will get any sort of release date for it in fact hbo just said the other day that the last of us season two will be coming in 2025 and that show begins filming in february so at best we're probably looking at 2026 for this harry potter tv show yeah well I I think it depends how quickly they want to. I look. I have no clue what production timelines or anything of that that nature looks like. But like, I they have to do something for this fan community. No, like I mean, why don't we put the how- keys back in the Fantastic Beast car and get that rolling again? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, but to your point, did I see the? The trailer for House of the Dragon, the second season, they're looking to release in 2024, correct? Yes, in the summer, I believe. Yeah. In the summer. Okay. So some things I think it it matters how much was actually even like conceptually put into place before the strike happened. Mm. Yeah. I'm just I guess I'm just thinking like, are they gonna be shooting like what sets? Are they using for the castle? Are they going on location? Is it going to be all green screen like the Mandalorian? Like, what are they going to do? I'm just thinking of once they get rolling, like they can knock these seasons out like crazy. I would think they'll probably want to do it just like they did with the the movies. Yeah. But getting started, I think I can't even imagine the undertaking. Yeah. Because you want to get it right from the outset. My expectation for next year is just that by the end of the year, we have more people attached other than J.K. Rowling and her lawyers Yeah. Uh, as producers. Like, I really want to really hope about um, diversity in the casting uh, or in the writing room at the very least. Just having more writers, knowing that this isn't just going to be based on like loosely on. Obviously, it's adapting the books, but I wouldn't I want to get some big name, well-respected, progressive writers in that room. Yeah. And that's what yeah. I want to read about in 2024. Who's going to be the showrunner? Yeah, I'll I'll go out there. I'll, I think we will get a release date for the first season at some point next year. And I also think we'll get casting for the the main three. You think so? I just want to get you on the record. Release date? Do you mean a day or a year? I think you'll I think you'll get like a season fall 2025 type of okay announcement i I, honestly i think if they push and i know that there are things that are probably beyond their control to 2026 nobody's gonna give a shit like (laughs) so this is there's no point in in even announcing anything next year i do see yeah i I feel like they got they got we've kind of just got caught here be the strike like in a bad spot we've talked about this before like yeah i i agree 
they need to keep fans excited. What are they doing to keep fans excited? Well, Epic, Epic yeah. Worlds is coming in 2025. <laughs> Harry Potter podcasts are keeping the fandom alive. If I say so myself. Again, again. Yes. <laughs> Yet once more. Yes. I don't know. I don't know if I think we're going to get a release date next year, but I agree with Micah that I think we'll get a release date shortly after we find out about casting for the kids or vice versa release date. And then we find about the casting of the kids because particularly for these first couple of seasons, kids grow up fast at this age and that's going to be a moving target that they're having to work against. I mean, the second you cast these kids you know, they're going to be a couple years older by the time the first season even comes out. Right. You mm-hmm. know, they struggled with this even with the films. Yeah. yeah. With, yep. you know, the kids getting older and, and being slightly older than the characters. It wasn't enough that it made a difference. But you couldn't, for example, announce that cast right now. I don't For think. a show starting in 2026. Because by the time the show comes out, they're going to... They're, yeah. Yeah, they're going to be like 14. Very quickly. <laughs> well, it's, it's in Stranger Things. There's so many examples. I'll, yeah. Yeah. I'll do, you, I'll do you one better, Andrew. I think you will get, by the end of 2024, a teaser of some sort. I'm not talking about like scenes from the actual show, but like they will put together some sort of teaser that will excite fans about the TV show. But you know they did one of those earlier this year. It's just like a shot of Hogwarts and said Harry Potter TV show or something. Oh, okay. That doesn't count. All right. That doesn't well, count. I'm talking about What are they going to show? <laughs> no, if they do that, then I'm wrong. They, they can get creative. Maybe, you know, like- Show a baby on a doorstep. There you go. So, yeah, or voiceover. There's no such thing as magic. Really quickly- I just found our doc from this time last year, episode 592. We looked ahead to 2023. We made some predictions. Um, We predicted maybe there would, due to the WB Discovery merger, the promise of more Harry Potter stuff to come. And we talked about how David Zaslav reportedly met with JKR. So we said, do we get an announcement in 2023? What will it be? Will it be a Cursed Child movie? Uh, we predicted maybe a Hogwarts Legacy DLC. That didn't happen. An entirely new, equal, equally impressive Harry Potter video game. And somebody put in parentheses mm. Quidditch. So I guess that one kind of came through. True. Uh, we also predicted, we said Harry Potter Theme Park 3 details announced. We did not get any of those, but we continue to wait. Next year, next year. All right. So those are our predictions and our look at 2023. What really happened? So here's to the year ahead and hopefully some exciting news for Harry Potter fans. We will be here through all of it. I can't wait when, to uh, go to Hoboken, 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 New Jersey. Hoboken. It's slipping. I'm com- That's going to be the highlight of my 2024. There you go. <laughs> MuggleCast turned 18 this year, you guys. 18. And next year's are 19 years later. Unbelievable. I know. After all this time. Oh. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. See you next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye, y'all. Bye. Have a good night.